Hi, this is Dutch Rebel, and this is my golden hour. Oh, oh God, what's going on? Where am I going? Oh. Dad? Yes, my son. I am Deuce, the Deer God. I'm so confused. Who am I? Derek. Your true name is Dercules. Dercules. Wait, what? Yes. You are Dercules, the god of the forest. Season five. Hosted by your favorite podcast host, Big Bochi. You already know the deal, motherfucker. What's up? And the double clap signifies the start of an episode. Before we begin, everybody relax. Hey everyone, this is Connor Hallway of the Golden Hours Podcast, and listen, if you by chance get any sort of value from this episode, whether you laugh, you cry, you're entertained, or you learn something, dude, just share it with a friend. And if you by chance don't have friends, you shouldn't be listening to podcasts. Probably shouldn't. You're a fellow podcaster, you know, right? Yeah. Yeah, you want all you listeners to have friends, right, bro? <laughs> this is true. And before I introduce my guest on the right, who's in the building? Yo, yo, Big Fresh checking in. And to Big Fresh's right, my right, his left. It's your boy, Keese. Keese, welcome, bro. <laughs> How, how's our audio? Good? Yeah, I mean, I'm listening to sound. You listen. I like the setup. Hey, you know I'm glad saying? we made this happen. This you is guys great. are efficient. <laughs> and listen, before I introduce you formally, what I want to say is when I left school, I threw a fat concert at the Middle East downstairs, right? Mm-hmm. Sold it out. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Money. And when I was reaching out to the booking agent, at the time it was a guy named Lionel Train. I don't know if he's still there. Lionel Brown. He is. He does upstairs. He does upstairs now. Yeah, I know. Downstairs was weird for him at the time. He was just like kind of took a gamble. He was like, all right, this kid seems like a psycho. Let's just like have Let's him do it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I said, okay. I didn't know much about Boston music. And I was like, all right, who should I get as a headliner? And she was like, well, he was like, all right, well, you got like two options. You could go, like, go get OG Swagger Dick or you could get Dutch Rebel. And so right then and there, I knew like, damn, Dutch is established in Boston. I owe him a drink or something. <laughs> Shit, that's awesome. <laughs> but but he at the time said he was like, he, she's probably one of the only female artists in Boston that could actually pull a legit crowd. And now that I've been around the music scene, I know like pulling a crowd in Boston is like tough, man. Literally pulling teeth. Yeah, well, you got to sell your own tickets, you know what I'm saying? And you like, got to do your job, damn it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and so thank you very much for coming. Of course. Thank you for having me. Thank you for working with me, man. I know we played schedule tag a little bit. But yeah, what happened? Your car got busted? Um, dogs. <laughs> didn't happen, yo. Like, it, yeah, my car's gone. I, I go through cars like socks, yo. I swear to God, it's, it's so disturbing. And I actually liked that last one, but it was a vehicle malfunction. So actually, it's, it was, thank God that everybody's okay, to wait, be honest Wait, so the Nissan's a new whip? That's a rental, bro. Okay. Yeah, that's a rental. We in progress. We we in the process right now. What do you get next? The Audi. Get in the chat. I mean, we'll see. We'll see what the. We'll see what I what how much I could come up with to put on top of the check they're gonna give me once the rental period is over. Whoa. <laughs> but right now I'm just like I got like three days. To take oh, this shit seriously. Oh, so is the last call the last car recalled? No, that one it was it wasn't it just it just the fucking tire axle. I mean the the axle and the tire rod snapped. 
Uh, where were you when like, it happened? Drive right by the crib, like not even three seconds away from my house. Not That's what even. everyone says. Like, oh, yeah, hundred percent accidents happening a mile from your crib. You're the fourth person to say that to me in response to that. And you're just like, shut so, up, my car's nah, still busted. I'm just like, fuck. Like these facts are so cool to hear. Like before, you know what I'm saying? Because same thing. Like when the car shit happened, everybody was like, I'm like, yeah, the axle, uh, you know, saying broken and the tire rod snapping. And they're like. Oh yeah, that happens a lot with that type of car. I'm like, what the fuck? What, what, where the hell was the message? Where was the message? And I'm speaking free as hell, and I didn't even ask if I can curse. No, you can. That's fine. Okay, cool. Sorry. All good. What type of car did you have? It was a Honda. Okay. So apparently, so fun fact. Civic. Hondas Accord. I'm like, fun fact. Um, <laughs> there's fucking axles and those tire rods snap. So be careful. All all Hondas. Um, I guess it's it's common in them. Because yeah. I'm up in the Batmobile Civic outside. Yeah, I mean, honest, it's okay. So from a former Honda <laughs> owner, go check your shit out, man. Whoa. Go check your shit out. For real. Seriously. Because, again, at least three people said it to me. They were like, that's my comment. Like, the car that it slammed into was a mechanic's car. So he let me know. So And what did he have? Audi. Oh, he, he was, was pissed. He, he was, was like, pissed. nah, actually, he came down like, oh, my Audi. But okay. <laughs> he was cool with it. Because he actually was more worried that... Like, he saw the tire. The tire, like, completely spun out of a different place. So, like, he was more like, damn, like, good shit that y'all okay. Insurance, whatever. You know what I'm saying? What you gonna do? And he can fix up his own whip. Yeah. I mean, I'm alive to tell a story. So, thank God for anybody. You know what I'm saying? What you gonna do? Like I said, I go through cars like socks. It's like my fourth, fifth. Dog, my shit. I had a car drown in a flood. I had a car flood. Like, legit was in a flood. Where was the flood? Outside my crib. No, when? (laughs) (laughs) Hurricane Sandy? Nah, yo. It was a fucking really bad rainstorm and just my luck. This is literally not even a month after, like a month after moving to this crib, mind you. Um, it was just a really bad rainstorm and I guess like where it was parked at, they had sewer issues. So the shit just backed up and like my cousin's leaving the crib. She's like, yo, you got to go get your shit out your car. Like it's flooding. I'm like, all right. You know, I'm thinking like water is coming. I'm like, I come outside. I'm like, what the fuck was I supposed to do? Like the water's already like floating in the car. The shit's already like almost at the windows. What happened? Inside. The sewer busted? It just, they, it just was backing up. It was high up. tide so too. So it was, it was just fucking up. It was just, no. the water just rose. So literally like if you were to walk outside of your own crib, the water was up to your thighs. Oh my God. Cause it, it was, was like a, cause it was also like a little cold. Sounds like Hurricane Katrina. It's what it looked like. It, it looked like that. No lie. But what, to be honest with you, I swear the worst part of it though, was like waking up the next day on some New England shit and it was sunny, birds <laughs> chirping and shit, cars dry, not a drop of water in it, smelled like ass, and like was sewage, busted. but it was like, it's gone, it's just gone. So, you know, again, like I said, I mean, it's like, it, unfortunately, it's a kind of a common thing with, with me, so. Should- shit, I did a, an interview, I had a, I did an interview on um, MTV Rap Fix, I Skyped in with Sway and Joe Budden. And as I'm doing like the live interview, um, I was at Lace Boston. And as soon as they were like, all right, rap. And we disconnected the feed and shit. They were like, somebody's car got towed. I was like, oh, that's probably mine. And it was. <laughs> so, you know, I, I got a little, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you got, got terrible luck. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. But, you know, again, I'm alive, so it's good. You should just buy a tank for your next car. Honestly, <laughs> dog. the military. Yeah, fucking truck. Yeah, my brother was telling me that. He's like, you might need to reconsider like your whole strategy with this car thing. Or did you, or did you get a, uh, a plane? Get a G5? Shit. We gotta we gotta figure out some scheme to get one of those. Yeah, though. yeah, for real. I'm still contemplating if I even like um, computer driven cars and shit like that. I'm still kind of. You don't like I mean, the Tesla? I, might, I just don't like. I don't know if I completely like to have no control whatsoever. Like I say, it like yo, I got bad bad uh, relationships with like computers and shit. 
And at the end of the day, if your computer can get a bug and a virus and do some wild shit you don't expect it to, why wouldn't your car? All right, now you sound mad paranoid. You know what I'm saying? No, I mean, think about it, though. Like, I want it, like, is there, like, a... Nah, bro. Like, you can, if, if you want to turn off your computer, turn it on, you do the same thing every day, right? Yeah. But one time, like, this shit fuck up with your computer, you don't know what to do. I'm, I'm not really... I'm not in my computer, though. I'm, I'm in a car, in a vehicle. I'm straight. Like, I need a little bit more control. You, you don't you know like the look of the Tesla? It's no, they're so beautiful. Sleek. Don't get me wrong. They're beautiful. They're dope. They're fire. I think it's really sick. I think that people who own them will fly. I don't know if I ever will, but I'm not like, sign me up for one. Because, I mean, but you can you can manually drive them, though. It's an option, right? How does it work, Big Fresh? Um, yeah, you can, like, definitely manually drive it. Um, yeah, it's an option. I think right now, if you put on, like, the auto driving uh, feature, like, it requires you to have, like, your hands on the wheel. Yeah. at all times and if you don't what's the purpose right right huh? you see, because they know you want to snooze because well, they cause know it's not ready fam, that that shit might try to like you know what I'm saying shake it like a salt shake on your engine ass on overload yeah so that's what it is like I think it's dope but it's just it's still any machine can go any machine can fuck up so it's just not something I want to be driving 90 miles an hour down the street it's kind of like iRobot you seen iRobot it's exactly like, iRobot fam like you up. feel me like okay so you see he was fucked out of luck yeah the whole the whole gang imagine if all the Teslas pull up on you like Yo, we're not feeling this shit no yo, more. <laughs> like, yo, you yeah. gotta clean your whip, dog. That ass. Like, I'm sick of this shit. You fucking smoking in here. Like, you never know. So, yeah. Um, nonetheless, before we continue, can you just give a quick synopsis of who you are and what you do? Yes, sir. Um, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My name is Dutch Rebel, um, or AKA the light skinned chick with the dreads that raps, you know, whatever you wanna call me. Um, I'm an artist, I'm a creative, um, I'm a student, I'm a teacher. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I just, I do my thing. Dot com. <laughs> and, and you're now, I would say, veteran status in the Boston music scene, which is, I think, pretty hard to acquire, man. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would say completely transparent. Um, I got that title really early to, to me before I think I did a lot of cool shit. People were like giving me that type of respect. So um, hard is an understatement. Um, blessing probably fits about right. But nah, that shit's yeah, it's fucking hard. Like, I know a lot of people out here. So I've, I've fortunately been able to see like different paths Waves. and how it can yeah exactly so um but yeah nah but it's dope it's dope that i've been able to um that people still fuck with me the same way i'll say that yeah. well i think one, one thing we had talked about on the phone initially is you were like i i was one of the first artists out here to like actually kind of like go to south by southwest yeah. and start a uk tour yeah. like when you had started were you like oh shit i kind of gotta do everything on my own yeah i mean to be honest when I started music, I just came back from college. Like, I came back from school. I was at Penn State. So I wasn't rapping before that. So for me, it was like I came back and was completely ground zero. When, when did you graduate? I graduated 2009. So were you there? You were yeah. there for that crazy football shit? It was like a year or two after I left. Okay. Um. So, yeah, it was a year or two after I left. Like, Paterno was chilling. Like, I seen him. He be around. He was around. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but, um, the bag. Yeah, super. Like, what's crazy is, and I have to say, because every time somebody brings up Penn State, I have to say, like, it's really fucked up. Because if you went to school out there, if you lived out there, you really know. Like, you know what's up. Like, the homie Paterno was really, like, for the people. Like, I, I, I it's crazy. Like, you could be at, like, 7-Eleven, and he'll be there. Like, his wife drove him everywhere. Like, his wife was, like... Everywhere they go, and it would be short. He just pull up in the big body, and she was driving. He'd just be there, and he'll talk to anybody, say hi to anybody. He was really cool. Like the whole shit was really a super tied up state issue. And, and I've I driven, really feel like I've driven past that campus. It's just like a city in the middle of nowhere. It is. It's called. I mean, I lived off campus every um, all four years, and the city that I lived in was called State College, Pennsylvania. And it's like there. There's just like 
the campus a little city and then outside of it yeah. nothing and the little city hates everybody at the school dog. <laughs> <They> do. <laughs> yeah yo because it's like imagine like you live in um again state college pennsylvania you know you've lived there forever i'm talking about think about like varsity blues like yeah. like old school like football game friday night everyone's there the whole town is there there's no lights anywhere else that's everyone's there like that's the type <laughs> of town it is and um so you know, you, you have this, like, quiet residential type places, rural spots, and then, like, you know, like, six kids from Brooklyn pull up, <laughs> like, and then it's weed and it's drinks and people, literally, we got math frats and stuff like that. So, you know, like, legit, you might wake up and there's somebody, like, sleep on your lawn. Like, that's very, very regular. So they didn't like us very much. <laughs> I, I feel like the school probably provided mad jobs to everybody, though. They did. That's actually why I fucked with Penn State, no lie. Um, They're a land-grant school, so, like, if you, for example, um, bought ice cream at the creamery, the cows were on the Penn State campus and they were milked by agriculture students. Like every, wow. it's everything about the school is it feeds the state. That's why everybody thinks like Penn State is uh, Ivy League or whatever. I'm like, no, that's UPenn. But Penn State is land grant, that's research grant. One in one in every fifty engineers in the world, I think, is from Penn State or some shit like that. Some crazy shit like that. So, um, but yeah, they're very much about like, bro, I need you to get a job, like. Before you graduate. Like, they're very, like, hands-on. Yeah, that's why, I mean, shit. That's why I was, like, in my sophomore year on the dean's list, and I wanted to drop out. Because they taught the shit out of me. So, <laughs> so when you were at school, you never felt like, oh, shit, I, I'm going to a dope school. I'm, I'm a really good student. I want to leave and go get, like, a corporate job and secure, like, the big finance bag? Nah. I mean, when I was in school, I was trying to do law. So I wanted to do, like, entertainment law. So I just kind of always knew that. I mean, and I was raised Haitian. Like, the, the non, like, immigrant kids, you know? Like, the non-degree thing wasn't really an option. Like, you was going. You have to go. It didn't really fucking matter. Like, you was going. Like, my parents came here to be able to, for me to go. You feel that like, way? You know big, what I'm saying? You feel like, that way big fresh, too. 100%, yeah. Yeah, you feel, where you from? Uh, Mongolia. Mongolia, dope. Like, yeah. So, you know, that's not, it's not an option. It's not, we don't, and that's, honestly, the flip side of why it's kind of fucked up, um, that a lot of, I think, for myself, I don't know if you agree or saw, or saw the same thing, but um, because so many kids just go because they're supposed to, it takes you the damn near three, four years to figure out the fuck you want to do. And if you if you got a, a loan for it or whatever, like, you already fucked. You got to finish, dog. Like, what you mean? Like, I literally changed my major in my junior, almost senior year. Changed my whole major. Like, switched everything out because I was like... I don't want to do this shit. Like, what they were setting me up for wasn't really what I should have been set up for. And I was just like, I'm not giving y'all another year. I'm not taking out another loan. Like, I'm not doing this. I just want to finish at this point. I was the worst motherfucker at my graduation ever. Like, I'm in there like... You are pissed. Like, I'm like, hurry up, dog. I paid for this shit. Like, this ain't like high school. Like, it's so cool. Oh, my God. Like, it's like, motherfucker. Like, I'm, I'm ready to go. Like, I'm absolutely ready to go. Fuck all y'all. Like, I'm ready to go. And there's something weird about college graduations where they... Everyone's wearing this like weird regalia. Yo. It like seems like a cult. And and of course, you know, your family comes and they're like, Oh, that guy who spoke is really inspiring. And we're like, we don't know none of them motherfuckers. We ain't never seen none of <laughs> them. Ass. Like you never know who the fuck those people are that are speaking at the guy. <laughs> no, the dude who gave my commencement was like I think he he passed away right after. Yeah, he was like, like 150 years yeah, old. Yeah, it's like you just y'all just called up like who was available this day. I swear it's like a lottery or something. They're like, All right, motherfucker, you're alumni. You got to come through, like, so... And they're probably know. asking you for checks now, right? Yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. So I, I haven't been back there since, and don't get me wrong, I, I, fu I fuck with what I got from them. I, I do feel as though I was a strong business person because of it. I'm, I'm not going to, you know, act like that's not the case, but um, but I do think that I kind of had it all figured out 
literally like I still had two years left and I was like I get the whole thing I mean even like books like you know the hustle of books like you go to the store and it's like $160 dollars. you go on Amazon it's just like 50 bucks well, you go on check, you don't even buy it, dog. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, you know, those, just all those. That wasn't hustles. an option back then. <laughs> yeah, what I was about to say, like, I don't even know what that is, but it's probably some shit that, a form E-books. of, yeah, like, or, I mean, straight up, like, you fucking copy the shit from somebody else's book, yeah. you know what I mean? Or, or like, my, my fucking E-books Brooklyn ass friends, they were just stealing then. the books and reselling them shits, but you don't know. Talking mm-hmm. But, um, but that's, you know. It's, oh, no, it's, I had a couple of hustles at school. IPad. Hell yeah. So you, you leave school and then. How quickly did you get into the music? So actually, um, my like last year and a half of school, um, <laughs> you're not going to believe what I tell you. What do you think happened? Uh, Fucking car accident, dog. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> I was trying to think, I just thought about it like, God damn. On campus? Yeah, yo. My first car ever. Not even like two, three weeks of having it. <laughs> Fucking car accident, dog. On a mountain. Like, almost off went road. off the side of a mountain. Like legit, like my tires, like it's just a new car. It was like some t- tires, like hydroplane almost literally went off of a state college mountain. Like legit, police came, everything was crazy. Like, um, but after that happened, you know, shit. Like it's, this is now, this is the first of all the car shit. Just, just, <laughs> just okay. to let that out there. So this is like the first of it all. But, um, but I was pretty much just like, damn, like I'm in school already, not really feeling what I'm doing. Like I had broke, I had ended like a five, six year relationship you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just out here in fucking Pennsylvania. I'm pissed off. My car's yeah. gone. I literally went home. Like, I almost got arrested that night fucking arguing with the cop because he was being hella racist. Like, um, you know what I'm saying? Like, State College, Pennsylvania. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? I had to peel off like four, five hundred dollars to get my car towed that day. Like, just a whole bunch of shit. So I just went home. I was just drinking, drinking, just kind of cut off for the week. Like, just, I was working, you know, stuff. I just was like, let me stop. And no lie, I walked into one of my boys' cribs and there was a mic there. And it was like, you know, college. It's like, you know, Tuesday, it's a penguin. Wednesday, it's a fucking weed plant. Yeah. Thursday, it's a fucking, you know what I'm saying? It's like, what the mm-hmm. fuck is going on today? So, like, one time, there was a mic there, and I, I was in the middle of that, like, Being days, pissed. you know what yeah. I'm saying? So, I just went in there. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm up. I'm up. And just started going. Just started fucking freestyling. And, like, that was the beginning of it. Everybody in the room was like, what the fuck was that? Like, we was playing. Like, you know what I mean? That's snapped. what they always tell me. They, they, they literally tell me the same thing. Shout out to all of my 15, 12 dudes. But they were just like, nah, like... What the fuck? Like, you know what I'm saying? They were like, that, that was actually really dope. And they and they recorded, like, they bounced the um, freestyle. And then, like, over the course of a couple weeks, I was going to, like, classes and shit. And, like, people were walking up to me like, oh, you're that girl? Because I had a fro. I had a big-ass red afro then. Like, so they were just like, oh, you're the chick. You already had the brand. You're the chick. Like, yeah, like, right. <laughs> it's like a red fro. They're like, oh, you're the chick that be spitting. But I was on my dog shit. Like, I was boys clothes every day like don't fucking look at me shit like because i was i just broke up with a dude for like yeah. six years like i was like i'm asexual i'm a plant don't look at me i don't did, want it like did he hear your freestyle um nah i mean we're cool the dude me and the dude are cool but like but no it, it just like i guess you could say it went viral before viral was like a thing right well college campus is dope to sell shit that's something i tell yeah. everybody in school like if you can do anything try to sell something yeah hell yeah hell yeah and, and the funny thing is i wish i was going hard then but i wasn't that was really just like my first step into it um and then i just was like all right i linked up with some people and i was like all right if i i'll try to take it seriously like i'll actually start writing now i'll actually like if somebody's going to the studio you can call me like shit and it wasn't happening a lot we're in college you know what i mean but um but then like towards the end people just kind of knew i did it but i was like i'll take you know i'll try to take it seriously when i get back home i'm actually like try to do shows and shit like that and if nothing happens in a year 
then I'll go to grad school. Like, I'll just keep going with school. And more like, loans, more debt. More, more, yeah, right? Fuck. Like, law school. Like, well, you know, but yeah, absolutely. I, I did kind of think, I think I was like, yo, I'll probably just get a job and then, like, get them to pay for me to go to school, some shit, you know, whatever. But um, within, and, like, and two, three months. And you always wanted to come back home. Um, yeah, no, for sure. I, I, there was a month or two where I was seriously, seriously about to go to Atlanta. Um, I had a cousin that lived out there already, and it was just like, you know, it's a bigger city. Like, why not? Why wouldn't I go? It's warmer. But I, I honestly did make that right for real. I honestly did um, have to say to myself at one point, like, Boston is already so, like, fuck you. Who are you? You know what I mean? That um, I felt like I had to get my city's permission. I can't. Like, I'm not. I didn't go to a Boston public school. You know what I'm saying? I'm from Milton. Like, I went to school in Milton High. Like, so I know that there are people who may have seen me, but they don't know me like that. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't really feel comfortable being like, yo, I'm repping Boston and like, yo, motherfucker, I never did a show out I, here. I was, I was the same never way. rapped out here. Like, yeah. Yeah, so if you if you were the same way, then you really know what well, I Well, I grew mean. up in like, Lincoln and Cambridge. And yeah. so when I started coming here, I, I started easing it. I was like, yeah, I love Boston. Yeah, love you got to pay your dues. Exactly. Right, because you know, uh, as soon as somebody called you out, it's like, yeah, and, and that was really big for me. Like, I started at like Dublin House, Sammy's Patio, like all little hood spots, you know what I mean? Like, and... um. Because I'm like, I don't have anything, so what the fuck? And on top of it, I'm a female, so I'm not about to do... I have a temper and all that other shit, so we're not about to do the, like, oh, she's pretty, let's... I don't don't give me shit. Like, I'm coming to rap, I'm coming to cut somebody's head off, I got some shit to say. Like, I don't want to do any of that. So for me, I was like, I'm going to start at the bottom with that thing. I don't have anything. I was doing, like, radio freestyles. Like, I didn't even have anything recorded. Because I didn't have any studio time, because I didn't know anybody. I'm coming right from school. Like, you know what I mean? Having already not been someone who went to a Boston public school. So, you know, I went to school in Milton, went to Penn State, went away, mm-hmm. and then came back and was like, I do music. So, I, I it was really important for me to do my thing. So, like, honestly, within like two, three months of me coming back from school and just starting, I was already booked at like House of Blues, Hard Rock. Whoa. I was getting booked, like colleges, like crazy. Like, I was probably doing two, three shows a week. Every week for two for the first two months, and the like the the hood show circuit, and then that third month, um, House of Blues front foundation room, front room. Wow. Shout out to Mark Merrill. Like you know what I'm saying? Like and and then it just kept going. Literally, my sister was in, co- in school in Rhode Island, so it was like. Where'd she go? Um, she went to RIC. Word, okay. So I went to I, Providence I, College. Bet. So like you right know, I did all of those. Like every, like Brown, Providence College, RIC, like all of them, like. And were you booking Multiple yourself? Were you over. an agent or something? No, nah, it was me. I mean, it's it's it's. I have. I mean, I have like my one or two other people that I would say like are part of my like team. But it, I mean, again, I just came back from school. Nobody knew who the fuck. I didn't have shit. I didn't have anybody that I met was like, hey, hi. Yeah. I do music. Like you know, what I'm saying like I, I had a DJ. Like um, my girl Shaw. Shout out to Shaw. Like she re- she was one of the first people that reached out. Was like, hey, you do stuff? Like what do you do? Like I'm a DJ and you I know the red your afro cousin now or too? something, huh? You saw the red afro. Nah, okay, nah, nah. you got rid of that. I'm, I'm locked and loaded, baby. <laughs> you left like, that on the cliff. Ain't going nowhere. Yeah. Once I once I locked my hair, and I actually locked my hair before I even left school. So, um, before I even left college. But um, but yeah. So like, the shit just was moving. I had a DJ that was it, and then I ended up. Um, we both had a mutual friend, um, Reggie. So I was on Roaming Entertainment for for like a year or two. He was a promoter, but promoters are really good freaking booking agents if you have plugs mm-hmm. so i was doing like clubs i was getting into clubs that's how i started doing the clubs like crazy what like, clubs were popular back then fuck i mean they're all they're all the same venues they're just different names it was underbar it was mantra mantra um yeah underbar was venues venue one. venues always venue I, I didn't really ever like venue too much so i wasn't in it a lot but underbar was the shit underbar I was like standing on tables it was a blue showing wave. my videos on screens and shit like where is venue now? 
in the it's downtown, 100 yeah, Warrington right Street. Street. Okay, word. It's it's venues it's like don't right next to Bijou, right? Um, like, around the corner. Yeah. It's like yeah. right that little collection. Yeah. Where it's right like across Bijou, from Icon Cure. No, I'm just no. So Cure and Icon were both called something else. Venue has always been venue, yeah. and it's always been in the same spot. The other clubs that are there are all the newer clubs, but it's all been on 100 Warrington Street. Bijou is on. <clears throat> It's on the main street. I forgot that. Is that um, it's not Tremont, Tremont Street? I don't, I don't think it's Tremont Street. Yeah, it is. Like, that's Tremont. I feel like that the tr- that With the is, W that Hotel. Main street is, yeah, is the W's Tremont on street, Tremont. I don't know if yeah. that, on that street's side. Tremont. Venue. Um, is it Washington Street? I think it's Washington Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that makes sense. I'm about to tell like you right off now. Of, that makes sense. But yeah, so like, right? So during that time, it was like you you didn't have people like showing their videos in the club. You know what I'm saying? Like you ain't have people like I. Stewart Street. We got this show. Stuart. Um, you know, it'll be like, it's my release, my video release. And people are like, who the fuck is she? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I'm coming in like six girls, like six, seven girls, like, and like the promote my my manager at the time is the reason why you're in this fucking club. He was mm-hmm. a promoter. Like, so shit was nice. Yeah, we did it in a way that I mean, I'm not gonna say I was the first. I'm not ignorant to say that, but I know that around the waves that I've been around, yeah, I was the first in that. I would say that comfortably. Cause I didn't see it, and I didn't, oh, I mean, not even just that, but that's what they fucking told me. Yeah, <laughs> people, to this you. day, people tell me that shit. Like, I remember you from one night I was in the club. Like, one of my good friends right now told me, like, that's the first time he saw me. I was like, nigga, I know you for like six years. I didn't know that shit. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I saw you there. So, are, are the clubs still as popular as they once were? Because I, they are. I mean, it's gonna always in be terms a of what. Well, in terms of promoting music, because I remember I'd fast coop up on the show way back, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Yo, how I started getting my music moving is I would give it to all the club DJs," and I haven't heard anybody do that since. Was that like a, a main way for you to promote your music back then? <laughs> no, I would never. I would say it was never a main way. But it's like right when social media starts moving. Yeah, I feel yeah. like when new ways come about, people think that old ways are uh, obsolete. And yeah. I think that getting your music played in the club will always be relevant just as much as getting a blog post will always be relevant. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's just really about your route. Yeah. And the type of music you make and, you know what I'm saying, all that type of stuff too. But like, um, there's a lot more, I think that there's a, there's a lot more DJs that are working with artists like closely now, mm-hmm. um, maybe a little bit more than I've seen. So by default, you're going to have a lot more um, DJs playing like, up and coming artist music but um but yeah for the most part it's what he said like there's always gonna be a new wave depending on what's going on we just don't always remember shit that's already been going around well for instance i mean like you like you just put out big zell remix right mm-hmm. i yeah. love that i was just bumping it in the whip thank you it was awesome it i got it in my apple music but when you make that and like you're like, all right i want to market this are you thinking oh shit i should go reach out to my buddy at venue or my Mm-hmm. palette cure and see if they can bump it in the club okay so that's really a good question because it's given me a specific opportunity to explain like the difference right so like when i had a song called like stop it for example i was absolutely on the dj's heads for that but something like a big zo remix for example where it's like bilingual rap um i'm gonna go i'm gonna target haitian djs and like blogs and um platforms that our cultural platforms, you know what I'm saying? So it don't so in that case it doesn't matter to me if it's talk radio, if mm-hmm. it's the club or whatever. In that case it don't matter. It's like if you like it, you like it. If you want to play it in a club, it, you can, but it doesn't necessarily it's not it's not going to be dependent on the club as opposed to some of the songs that I have that are like super like, 
you know, if I'm telling you to shake your ass and do something, like, yeah, I need it in the club. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it kind of varies on the on the um, content, you know what I'm saying? But I don't know. Like I said, it's different now, too, because the DJs, I mean, shit, D, if you know how to mix and you know how to do your thing, you can play anything at any time. So so over the past, when you started, when did you assess, like, oh, shit, I'm, I'm established, like, I'm doing my thing, now's a good time for me to level up. Like, now I have to be a little more mm-hmm. aggressive. Like, how do you assess that period where you might be plateauing and now you got to take a bigger step? That's every six months, bro. Is it? Yeah. To be honest. Like, yeah. And every, with this, I, I can't even say it's every six months. It's with everything. Like, you do a flyer once. After two, three years of making a flyer, even a flyer has got to be sick. You know what I'm saying? The set list, it's got to change. Like, um, I think that, and just the type of artist that I am, it's important to me to not ever be in a box. I am one of those artists that I don't want to, like, mm-hmm. I don't want you to know me for any one sound. So because of that, I absolutely feel like that's every single time. Anytime I drop a song, I'm thinking, like, like I might have a bunch of songs that I have, but I'm like, shit, which one do I put out first, though? Because that's leading and you know what I'm saying? That kind of sets the tone for what's happening after. So <clears throat> leveling up is a constant because I don't like hearing the same shit. I, like, me personally, as a music fan, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to hear. I don't want to do the shit that I hate that other people do, which is get stagnant, which is... Not try to challenge sonically what they're doing. How do you doing. assess that though? How do you assess it? I mean, like if you're getting too comfortable, how do you assess it? I think about it like every day. I'm like, oh shit, am I moving too slow? Am I not doing enough? Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to maybe like the work behind the scenes side, strategy side, I try to re- I read a lot. You know what I'm saying? What we were talking about podcasts. You know what I'm saying? You learn from others. So if you see that people are moving at a certain way and you're not doing any of that shit, you need to level the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I re, I'm reading up on like, not now, but like, you know, at one time I definitely was like, fuck, I need to learn search engine optimization. I need oh, to learn algorithms. That like, shit Yeah, like that shit wasn't a thing before, but Ugh. but something like that is a, is a specific example. Like oh, once, keywords, you see, right? once you see Instagram's really moving like that once you see youtube is really moving like that then yeah you can't just keep getting by with like i'm just gonna post a video and that's cool it's like no you bet you gotta learn like mm-hmm. peak times i had a chart next to my bed for a couple of weeks that was literally like social media content calendar like when the post, people don't think post. about those things exactly yeah. and it's like even but even though you kind of think it you know it like you know like okay i'm not gonna post something in the middle of the day if everybody's at work you make unless, that unless it's thought. 12 p.m because everyone's on their phone at lunch right but then you start thinking about, right, so do I post this at 12? But then you're like, wait a minute, I'm just thinking about my time zone. I don't know what time it is somewhere else. So wait, so now, you see what I'm saying? That's like, 9 a.m. in Cali. You know everyone starts work at 10 in so Cali, depe- though. You know so that. that's how you start to switch up the content. You see what I'm saying? Like, if I'm doing something that's targeting Cali, I'm posting it at 3 my time. I don't really care as much because it's I'm targeting something. So that's how you go from... Oh, okay, everyone's thinking about peak times too. No, Dutch, you need to level up and you need to choose what content you're putting out in and keeping in mind each time zone that you're hitting. And when did that happen? When I went to Africa. How the fuck do you post on Instagram for Boston when you're in Africa and oh, the shit, Wi-Fi yeah. is ass? Yeah, like, what's the time change Oh, like? shit, I don't even freaking know. I don't remember. Where'd you go? It was eight hours. I went to Congo. Did you go to Congo too? Yeah, yeah. In Congo. What, what was that? Like? It was amazing. It was sick. It was fire. What's that like? Right in the middle, right? Uh, in the middle of a war. We went there yeah. for an Independence Day festival, the first one. They yeah. haven't had a second one. Right. Whoa. Yeah. The, like, the war is still going on. <laughs> I was Question. the only American artist, like, yeah. And and, and but again, like that's just an were they receptive? Of how very. Yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, I shit. I had billboards in there before. I, I had billboards all over their town. 
So, and me being the only American artist, I get off the plane. It's like Nicki Minaj just got off That's the motherfucking fire. plane. Like they're like, oh my god, you must like have Nicki been Minaj. Yeah, it was lit because, um, granted, I don't speak their language, but they speak French, and I'm me being Haitian, I speak Haitian Creole. So mm-hmm. we were like meeting halfway. Like I would just speak in Creole, and we would just kind of decipher and pick up the words. And they, of course, they want to speak in English because they just want to show you like what they know and shit. Um, See, so th- it was amazing. I thought of like rolling up to like Beijing. And like, just like tell everyone in Beijing, I'm an NBA player, and just be like, oh, yeah, I'm the fucking man. And the reality mad is, shorties. It's, it's, yeah, <laughs> like it's it's very like it's it's not really far fetched at all. You see what I'm saying? It's not at all. Like I'm, we're just walking around. Like now, don't get me wrong. In Africa, there's some fly motherfuckers out there. Like I was definitely standing next to a couple girls, that I was like, I'm sorry, are those Louboutins? Like it's oh, they dirt. were balling. Like it's dirt, dirt, like African dirt on the floor. Like you got lubes on. I like you know what I mean like now nah, it's it's all levels you know what I mean but but I say that just to say like it was that experience that made me change or level up as you said even how I approach social media because mm-hmm. if we're just out there we're having the time of our lives we're in the club we're fucking it's lit so I want to post everything right now but that's not really it like the people in Africa will see it if they have Wi-Fi at the time because everything's on Wi-Fi they use WhatsApp how'd you guys line that up um that is sweet a girl i went to high school with that i had not seen probably at least eight years before this happened she had moved out she went out there to visit her sister who works in like the un or something like that she just never left she started working out there um she ended up dating this dude who um they basically put it together them too so when it came time to picking artists networking she was like shit i know exactly who and also she she had already played him some of my stuff like you know just on something like this is my friend like and once it came together and they got the government backing and they actually had like money to put behind it they were like nah bro like like it was official booking it wasn't like we'll meet you halfway like nah i got paid and i got travels compensated and all, that shit, official all expenses like, paid you know what i mean all let's go like, and balling. i mean like hotel all inclusive fucking oh shit the food every day i think about it every day the food fish, was good Oh my God! The fish. Amazing. It, it you guys was, didn't get worried in a foreign country eating like random food. I'm foreign, bro. <laughs> I know, but nah. Af- Africa's a little different, right? Nah. Weren't you a nah. little more hesitant? No, Mm-mm. because first and foremost, you have your natural instincts. There was an Ebola. The shit look amazing, on. dog. Like you know, you can have your hesitation, but you also can see a plate and be like, "Whoa, fuck! Let me get two of those." Like, yeah. no, nah, that's that's what it was. They they um, okay. You have to be mindful of street food. We were at a we were at like a villa, a oh, yeah, restaurant, resort, like a yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh no, that's probably the best place to eat. But mm-hmm. I, but again, it was also one of those places where it's just like organic doesn't exist. All include <laughs> right, like like it's the help. Our shit's fucked up, not yeah, theirs. Our shit's from the factory. Like yeah, that's what yeah. that's where we get it fucked up at. There's just there's nothing wrong with their food. They're sick from other shit. Water, like yeah. There's not there's nothing wrong with the fucking food. The food they there grew is, the shit in the backyard, like yeah. But you, know you guys must have been a little like yo. I'm not just gonna go to like this like little farmer's market and like pick some shit up and test right. it, right? Because I but but I guess I would say in fairness, I wouldn't do that shit in certain places out here either. You know That's what I mean? Fact. Like, I don't know whose mother made this shit. I was like, say I was more apt <laughs> to try something there than I would yeah. be here. Like no, no lie, no bullshit. Like because. And then again, we weren't in places, if you think about it too, we weren't in places where it'd be sketchy. Like it wasn't yeah. like we was at somebody's aunt's house. In it's the not middle sketchy of at all. You know what I'm saying? Like there's nothing, it's fucking gorgeous. Like we, we're used to what we see in pictures. Dog, we got out the fucking plane. We got out the airport. 
the fucking dude standing there with my name and shit like that. We get in the car. Meek Mill's playing. It's fucking lit. The city is looks like fuck. It was so dope, so illuminated. The city. We were, we landed in Rwanda, so I'm scared to go in Rwanda. Rwanda's lit. We the first thing we did. We, <laughs> we went only to know some the movie, fucking, right? That's exactly it. the first thing we did. We went to some fire ass Japanese spot. That was the first thing we did. Like right off of the plane, went to this place that they opened up for us. Like after hours. With the Japanese spot in Congo. You see what I'm saying? Like. To us, we don't know better, but it's like they have restaurants, dog. They got cool. like they got everything. Like, well, I've been saying? to Tanzania. So, I went to Africa. That's awesome, actually. That's right where next to it. A lot of people yeah. said that's where I need to go next. Well, I went on a safari. Okay. With my, with my mother and my sisters. Okay. And it you was didn't get a, to get lit though. Oh no, I was mad young. They said Tanzania is where the clubs at. That's where that's where all the twerking happens at. That's what they told me. Then we should go back. You should. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, go to <laughs> I heard they legit. They were like Tanzania is like Atlanta. But it was the same thing. Like my mom bought out on the trip, so it was like, yo, I was never that worried about the food because we were right. always at a nice ass resort. Right. Right. But and you did have to take like malaria pills and shit like that, right? Mad shit. Yeah. Just to go, Yellow just to fever. be able to travel. Yes, that's true. Um, and no, we didn't drink. I mean, I didn't drink the water, of course. You, but you don't do that anywhere. I mean, I've been to Portugal before. You don't do that shit. Because I always say, like, respect other people's hoods, man. Your body's not from that hood. Yeah. Like, so. Your immune um, system's not ready. It's not. You know, I mean, even if I would say the water doesn't have to be contaminated for it to fuck you up, it's not. You're not used to it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, um, like in the club, one thing that was a big lesson too, I, I didn't get sick or nothing, but um, a lot of people forget when they go to the club to not get ice. Like you don't drink water oh, the whole facts. time and then you go and get drinks and there's one fucking ice in it. It's like, where do y'all think they're making ice from, guys? Like, Did the, the ice bother you? Did you try it? No, I mean, I we knew. That's what I mean. That's why I was going to say I didn't get sick, but that was a lesson. They were like, do not get drinks with ice. They made sure to tell us oh, that I don't even because think about that. Yeah, exactly because you because I mean, again we're entertainers we're in the club we're in the club we popping bottles we getting lit bottles so, was fifty dollars dog for a bottle of henny <laughs> oh jeez VIP sparklers the whole shit you guys were pumped. pizza in the club peppers that were only native to that part yeah. of the Africa on the pizza I wish we spent a hundred dollars. <laughs> That night, I wish I, I we would have. I think we ordered like a whole nother round of pizza just because they were like, "What do you mean it's sixty dollars?" Like we got two fucking whole bottles and champagne and the whole shit. Like it's amazing. How but much, yeah, if you go to like Bijou out here and you get bottle service, how much? Ah, two hundred. Spending a minimum. What? That's what? A, that's that's the what? cheap. I don't even think they I'm got financially that disciplined. Cheap. I don't. You're spending at least like a thousand. A G on bottle service? I mean, you're bottle not going to get one bottle. Like okay, there's certain clubs have minimums. You, uh, you could saying? get you could get a bottle of rosé. A Moet for like one fifty. That is not the biggest. Every, every place, every place is different. So like, there are some clubs where the cheapest bottle might be one fifty. It might be a bottle of Bel Air or some shit. Yeah, like that's that. what I'm saying. Bottle but Bel Air. In some of these places, like the Bijou's in the nicest spots, like it's a table minimum. It's not even a bottle. Yeah, you gotta get the table, table first, minimum. Right? Yeah, it's a table. So minimum. the cheapest bottle might be two fifty, three hundred. Yeah. And the Honestly, table minimum may be like a thousand. Might be five hundred or thousand. Yeah, depending I mean, on the night. I'll yeah. never get that. That will never make sense. It's the look. I get it, and I, you know, I'm gonna secure big bags in my life. So, like, probably when I get there, it's gonna be like, all right, yeah, this shit's easy. But I say, I feel you. But I say this, like, I think it's dumb to, like, there's a certain extent where it is stupid because the bottle at the store is like seventy dollars. You know what I'm saying? You just paid eight hundred dollars. Thirty-five. That's yeah. dumb. You know what I mean? But um, I do have a newfound respect for a section, quote unquote, because when you think about it, if two or three of your friends go out to the bar. 
You spend half the night trying to get the fucking drink from the bartender, and you're probably gonna spend sixty, eighty dollars by yourself. Why don't you just get smacked beforehand? But if because that's not it what you do in the club, you gotta get home. You're gonna die. Like you know what I'm saying? Like you gotta get home. Like not but, if you're a lightweight. But bro. if you're but if you're like because and then on top of it too, like remember, like there's beer and then there's like hard alcohol. Like motherfuckers are drinking cognac and shit. You need your time to sit what are you down drinking? and drink it. I'm drinking cognac. We drinking like Duce. We drinking like Kenny. We drinking. Oh, like, so you make sure shit. you get like, the brand yeah. names. Yeah, fuck it. I mean, that's what you do. Like if you do, that's what I mean. Like if you're going. So that's the split. Let me let me let me bring it back. So like if you're doing some luxury shit, right? So at me as an artist, if I'm an artist and it's my like release party, you goddamn right we get bottles. Like, like everybody looking. That's what the fuck you're doing. It's marketing. You know what I'm saying? Like, but the the flip side of it is I've found times where I'm like, it's a random ass night and we're going we're gonna get a bottle because if each one of us, like I said, spent eighty dollars by yourself and it's like six of y'all, you you bought a bottle. Mm-hmm. But you had to sit at the bar the whole night to try to get the bottle. You don't look sexy. You don't you're not having fun. You're standing over, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, the whole night trying to, like, as opposed to you have a table, you get escorted to your table from outside, and you're poor drinks the whole night, and you can sit down, and you can relax. It's the, you know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like when I was, like, 17, 18, it didn't matter, but now I'm like, bitch, ain't nobody, ain't nobody trying to get stepped on all fucking night and shit. If I'm going to come out, I'm going to come out, and I'm going to chill, and I can sit here, and I can see everything, and I can drink, and that's the experience. So... But you could do that for five six hundred. Do you see what I'm saying? Like now, when you're spending like thousand dollars, two thousand dollars, unless your pockets is deep like that, it's dumb. Some people go broke trying to look, you know, ball out. But I'm not gonna say I haven't been in certain parties where it's been like shit. My my boy, Galway, my bro Ali, like, dude, they had like. 10, 11 bottles that birthday night. 10, 11 fucking sparklers. We didn't even finish them all. Motherfuckers left with bottles. And they cut the check though. He cut, I mean, he bought everybody because that's how they get down. Invite every me, cousin dog. came with money for their own bottle, two, three hundred. So yeah. if everybody put, if there's 10 people, everybody put two, three hundred. You know what I'm saying? I just like, think it's a weird way to stunt. Like, yeah. wouldn't you much rather like just have like a fucking sick citywide marketing campaign for whatever you're trying to push. And it's like, yo, fuck. That's this why guy's I say it depends on what your pockets is like. If you got the pockets to do all of the above. I mean, it depends that. on what you're going out for. Right. Are like, you going like, out to have fun or are you going out to market? I'm not even talking about going out. I'm just saying to blow two Gs. No, it's just, it's I would much rather have the deer everywhere over the city than right. except ball out and have a gold right. day party. And that's why I say it depends on your pockets. If you're doing shit like that, you better have the money for everything else. I mean, everybody balls out on different things. You ball out on something. What is it? Literally nothing, bro. <laughs> There's no, so I don't. I literally am like, don't. When, okay, so let's, defi- let's define ball out. And All right, when, two G's. Two G's. So I, I don't remember the last time I spent two G's on something. You wouldn't buy a, a piece of equipment for two G's, so. bro. We got that used for like two sixty. I'm gonna say you don't see the iPhone setup, dog. <laughs> we got you know what I'm saying? saying like we're <laughs> the get biggest to a podcast point. in the city of iPhones. But again, balls. that's why I keep saying like. It's about the bigger picture. If you can ball out on $2,000, then you better have the money to do everything else. Mm-hmm. So I say that to say that $2,000 should be like $50 to you. Yeah, exactly. You see what I mean? When like, was the last time you, like, do you still actively go out? Depends. I like to, I mean, I'm, 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 a, I'm a girl. I like to dance and shit. I like to go out. But not often as I used to before. Sorry, like okay. when it was like, I had to be on the scene because people needed to know who I was. Mm-hmm. But now that people know who I am, it's almost kind of productive to be in the fucking party all the time. And... With the, I feel like we always bring this up, but like with social media being more prominent, do you mm-hmm. still feel like the necessity, oh, I always got to be out? No, because I understand that FOMO is real. The mm-hmm. fear of missing out shit is real. So no. I also know that um, it's kind of what I said earlier. Like, I'm, I be out. I just don't be out in the club. 
I just don't be like I don't always think what I'm doing is stuff that people want to see. Yes, sometimes I do feel pressure to like show more shit mm-hmm. because people are asking, but damn sure not on no like club shit. Like fuck out of here. Like how what does that make sense for me to be spending money and I'm asking y'all to help me make it? Like no, I'm not. You're not going to pressure me to make me feel like I have to go to the club. See what I mean? Because even what I'm saying about like bottles and all of that shit, that's like somebody's like birthday. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's it's not like a random Thursday we going out, we bottle popping. It's like, nah, it's like it's Dutch's birthday. We're going out 20 deep. We're balling out like for the birthday. 21. You know what I mean? Coming. Like yeah. 22. That's all about, and that was another too. thing too. I was like, I know you were saying like you don't do that, but I'm like, you might need to come out with us one night then, dog. Like just to see what it, you know what I'm saying? Just to yeah. see the vibes. Like we do we, we got vibes when we but it's that's what it is. When when you go out, we're celebrating life. Not I want to go and post this for the gram. That's just dumb. That's dumb. That's yeah, very dumb. But if the pics fire. It's still dumb because if you're going home and you have no money. That's what I'm saying. It's dumb. You know what I mean? Like that's the the flip side that I that I think that uh, people are now seeing more of too. Like because now you got to keep up with your fake persona on on Instagram. It's like you popping on Instagram. I just seen you at the store looking crazy, bitch. Like yeah, I know what you're saying. You Big know? Fresh. When was the last time you went it's to tra- the club and like really blowed a bag? Um. He's like, I think, yesterday. no. <laughs> Big Fresh gets smacked. He gets I, I, was say, I don't even like spending money in there. I just want to be able yeah. to smoke in the clubs. As yeah. long as I can smoke yeah. in the club, I don't even think True I'll story. drink. Yeah. True story. Can you do that in Boston clubs anywhere? I mean, Depends on you can do what you want, what you want, yeah. where you at. Yeah. Make yeah. it work for you. Depends on whose night it is. You mm. know what I'm saying? I think I've, I've been to, um, actually, I went to a club in New York, and that shit was different because I spent 20 bucks on a shot. Yeah. And I couldn't believe it. Like, like, what? Oh no! See, that's exactly like New York. Oh yeah. shit! You spending forty dollars to get in, so yeah. yeah. No, I'm not doing that. None of that. New York, we go out to eat. <laughs> we don't go to the club. <laughs> yeah. Like we don't do that. Yeah, the cover's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. It is. But it's got it's a vibe. Vibes over everything. That's 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 usually the common denominator. Quick segue, real quick. Mm-hmm. So we were talking a little bit about you being resourceful i think like a lot of people could learn about how you've like built an actual authentic brand for yourself using everything in the city when could you kind of speak to that a little bit how you've used all your resources in the city to build something for yourself because hmm. I, I think there's a lot more resources in the city than artists are really aware yeah. of um wow wow was <laughs> <laughs> that for a question that's one i mean it's a nobel peace prize yo let's go Nah, because I'm thinking about time. <laughs> so many, yeah, like you know, I have. It's not like I'm not like two years in the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think about even how I booked my first show was because there was a radio station kind of set up like this in someone's basement. I came downstairs to do their hair. They were like, "Come rap some real quick," because I heard you can rap, and I booked the radio. So, um, so the first tier is like local radio stations. You know, you got to really build those relationships because they are the people that, are, you know, podcasts like people, media, media, local media. Um, they are going to make sure they do that due diligence and research who you are. So that led to press, bona fide press, legit press, right? Still community, um, people going out a little bit. Actually, oh, hey, I read something you wrote. Nice to meet you. Oh, who the hell are you now? I'm on my radar. Now you're on my radar. You'll Whatever. make the introduction. You'll go up to people and introduce yourself. If I know who you are, yeah, absolutely. Or if I heard about you, yeah. But also having good relationships with people generally introduce you to people too. Like I got mad cousins. I got mad people that I knew like before music. I went away to school. I came back. It just so happened. Some of these people are now 
you know, club promoters or, um, you know, like I know someone who I, he was a friend of my cousin when I was young. He's now like a regional like person for Hennessy. And I'm like, that's Rob. Like, I just knew him when I was younger. Like, so of course, if I come and say hi to you, just hey, hi, like I'm such and such as a little cousin, remember me, you're going to introduce me to people. And so it was a lot of word of mouth. Just that meet people, happened. say hi. Yeah, network. I mean, you could call it networking if you want, but like, it's just being there to get that opportunity to shake the hand and say what's up to someone. Um, a lot of newspapers, a lot of colleges, like I was saying, like I started booking a lot of college shows. So the colleges, like, yeah, right. College kids will tell you, tell everybody anything that they like. Yeah, that's like, huge. Can you talk about playing the colleges in the city? Colleges it's huge. are amazing. No one does it anymore. I don't get it. it my first college was uh, Suffolk. Suffolk. That was my first one ever. It's like, right up the street. Um, and it's very difficult to captivate the crowd because, first off, everybody's drunk. What are we talking about? It's like the event. And the show's They've fired. had class like all day. Like, <laughs> and then it's say, like they, that thing, that drunk. Friday night. Like, <laughs> it's like they're on, they're on their campus. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, not necessarily, you know, all the, the places here. But again, I was doing colleges and like Providence and shit. Like, it's like a thing you do. It's a it's a university put on event. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like because this isn't like headline Dutch Bell. This is when I'm starting. So it's probably some hip hop thing, a hip hop night, some, some type sort of woman of organization. night yeah, organization yeah. put it together. So it's like you're gonna stop by before you go out for the night. But if you can, if you can get those kids, like if you can get that crowd, and they'll pay you, you're the shit. Like hell yeah, and they're paying you. So that that just gets your um, ranking up too. But they have their college papers. You know what I mean? These kids grow up to graduate to be in the industry or to be someone who could book you oh you came to my school in my sophomore year i went to indiana like the fuck was i doing in indiana some girl that probably did undergrad here went there that type of shit like um so again to me i didn't know there were resources at the time i was just kind of going with the flow you were just hustling yeah hustling but being mindful of um like credible people you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to just sit there and chill with all the motherfuckers that's like, I got a studio in my crib. It's like, okay, that's fine. But like, do you have anything online? Like, that's how I weeded people out. Like, okay, can I? Can you send me something you recorded? Mm-hmm. If you can't send me something that kind of already tells me where you're at with the recording process, right? So kind of navigating that way. Um, and then it became studio relationships. Once I was getting into the studio. Where, where were you recording? Or where, where do you record now? I recorded. Shit. I record it almost everywhere. I mean, I record. You never go to Phoenix Down? I've been there. I've been to almost. I mean, because I, as far as like my home base studios, it's only been a few. Like the record company, Bridge Sound and Stage. The Bridge was probably like my first like home. You know what I'm saying? Is that the studio with um, all the freestyles they put online? Um, like Red Shades had a freestyle and Mike nah, Pop Thoughts. The Bridge, nah. No. Uh-uh. Um, the bridge, the bridge is fire. That's archetypes. And but there is the Cambridge fire. sessions that you, I think that's something that you're talking about where they would do like the freestyle. The freestyle would be like, like black and white. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. But yeah, that, you know what I'm talking about, Big Fresh. No. Dude, yeah. How could you do that? What's wrong? Where with is the bridge? <laughs> I don't know. Like, the, but the bridge is on Edmund Street. It's in Cambridge. Like, yeah, it's in Cambridge. Um, and so only like two places I could say were like home. But as far as being in these studios, oh my God, I've been in almost every single one out here because if it wasn't just something that I need to finish up real quick, if it was like a feature or something, like if I'm doing a feature for an artist, they're just telling me to go wherever they're at. So that's how I've gotten to experience a lot of studios that are maybe not my home base. So Phoenix, Phoenix is definitely one that I've been to for features, Phoenix like at least at least six, seven times. Like it's popping. At now, least, man. like yeah, it's fine. Don't get me wrong, it's dope. But um, 
You go to Cyber Sounds too. My, my spots is, I, I mean, the bridge is fucking. Yeah. <laughs> it's be fucking gorgeous. I mean, it's a whole damn showroom in there. You could have hosted shows in there. I don't even know that. Um, yeah, you gotta go to the bridge, man. It's 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 beautiful. Where's in there. it? Central Square? Um, nah, it's like closer to Western Average and all of that shit. I couldn't tell you. It's like the, the Cam- it's Cambridge Arlington. Yeah, exactly. Borderline. Mm-hmm. Oh, like down Mass Ave? Yeah, yeah down Mass Ave. Like all the way down. Whoa. Yeah. The studio out there? Yeah. The studio. Radiohead you gotta go, recorded no, that, that studio. No, you got to go in there because you're going to see walls and history. Of I Boston said Radiohead music. recorded part of Kid A at that studio. Whoa. Yeah, like Aerosmith in there. Like, that's like, that's, it's the shit. Like, um, it's the shit. And then um, even like right now, like lately, I've been recording with um, my boy International Show, and that's in Weymouth, but that's at SOE, SOE Complex. Um, How are you going to get out there if you don't have a whip? You know, I mean, I'm always going to have a whip. Might not be my whip, but it's always I'm always. You always have a ride. I can't. I live in Lynn, dog. I can't not have a. Oh no way. Wills, you the, can't do shit. Like the city you can't. of sin. Yeah. What's it like? I mean, that's not there? where I'm from. That's not where I'm from. That's just where I live. Like you know what I mean. But um, it's cool. My side's cool. They got mad food and shit out there. Like the driving is terrible on the North Shore. That's where all my accidents happened. Like <laughs> honestly, like I've been hit like from behind like at least three times when I was at a full stop. These are like. <laughs> That's just three of them. Maybe you whatever should stop driving. Like, yeah. That's what people say, but it's like whether I'm driving or not, I'm not always driving either. Like I'd be passenger. Like, <laughs> Are you just all like paranoid every time you grab the wheel? Nah, I got some PTSD like a motherfucker, but no, I I, I do I, I drive responsibly. I don't do the speed because of shit like that. I'm not trying to speed. I'm not trying to do none of that. I'm taking my fucking time. Like what do you mean? Like. So um, shit like that, but um, but no, the resources again, like just the, those are all the stages of them. Like once you're networking, and then they become solidified. Um, resources like a studio like the like the bridge I, there's a lot of artists that I've been connected with because they record there you know people like Slain Rex Terminology like a lot of those people I, I built relationships with there um, you know so when I'm doing shows in a different state and I bump into like Term he knows me because he knows me like you know what I'm saying he knows me like that so there's people that I've met because of them that well I also think know, it's like, you're also a hustler so like it's easy yeah. for you to do stuff like that yeah. but I just I've been trying to tell people that it's just like so much stuff and different ways you can promote your music in the city that people just don't access. There are massive TikTok stars in the city and I'll link you guys after. Huge social media influencers. Like why not get you some? I'm sure you were doing shit like this way back then. You want to see me do a TikTok? Well, she wasn't doing this stuff way back then. (laughs) Because stuff didn't exist back then. I get it. But what I mean is like just like doing everything you can to get your music. Exactly. No, absolutely. But yeah, sidebar. Yeah, we could do a TikTok. Yeah. Do you have an account? I don't. That's why I asked because some people are like, you should do a TikTok. And I'm like, really? You mm-hmm. want to see me do shit like that? I'm a lot stranger than y'all motherfuckers probably think. So. You have a trillion? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't have none of that shit. Because again, like I, exactly what he said, like that wasn't even a... Like, yo, when I when I started, I was doing Me Style Fridays, right? I had this series where, because like I said, I didn't have any studio time. So I didn't have anything actually recorded. So how do I get booked if I can't send you anything? Right? What were you filming on the razor? Um, on my no, on a, on my laptop, like on my fucking Dell, like whatever the fuck it was that had a camera, um, whatever it was, um, a webcam. And yeah, exactly, like just a straight up webcam. And um, I was doing weekly freestyles into the camera and putting them out on Fridays. And people were like, "Oh, that's so innovative. That's so cool. This is like 2009." You know what I'm saying? Wow. Like, and I'm like, "Dog, innovative. I don't have." Fucking studio time. Yeah. Like I don't. I don't. I, it wasn't. It wasn't because it was a good idea. It's because there's no it's other way had. for me to. Like, dude. Like, I can't even. It makes you so much better, you can't though, even right? Record the sound. Like, a, you know what I mean? Like, the beat and your voice at the same time. So I had to do it on video. It wasn't like an audio. 
it was the only way I had it. So something like that, because I was doing things like that. Like I did like 24 of those. Like at least I did like 12. And then like I did a whole nother series where it was like a dedication series where I had people choose the song for the next week. I was doing that when I started. Wow. So like it's nothing against like TikToks and thrill. They're all dope. But for me, it has to, I'm always going to look for the thing that's like brand new, mm-hmm. but not completely saturated yet because- that's how you market. It's kind of always how it's been. You know what I mean? Like it's it's dope. It looked out. I lucked out in the, in that case. But a lot of the shit that I was doing, it wasn't because it was innovative. It was because it was nece- it was a necessity. So now I have to kind of keep that standard up. You know what I'm saying? When did you decide it would be a good move to do festivals like A3C and South by Southwest? South by Southwest was one of the first shows I've ever did. Well, you probably nervous as hell. No. What? I was hungry as fuck. Nah, because. I used to, so I used to dance, like, like my family has a nonprofit. We have a organization that we have a school in Haiti, so we fund Plug so it. that the kids can go. Correcto, shout out to Correcto. Um, it's in Tomod, Haiti, where I'm, I was born in Haiti, so um, we do events here so that the kids can go free. Um, long story short, I used to perform, like, dance for these things. So, like, I always learned, like, nobody knows you fucked up until you show you fucked up, right? So if I don't have, y'all don't know me, so I, I have a clean slate. I was down in Texas, like, what's up? How y'all doing? What's up? Who are you? What the fuck? You want to hear me rap right now? Let's go. I got bars. Like, what's up? Let's do it. Like, I didn't, I, what the fuck? What are you going to say? What's the most you can say? You liked it or you didn't. So, so why'd you go down? Like, you were like, yo, this seems like a really good opportunity. It was it. It was literally, I was like, oh, I heard about this thing. There's this thing going on in Texas, South by Southwest. It's festival, music festival. All right. It looks cool. I think, um, I don't remember how we got on someone's radar, but we were like, Oh, I think it was like Sonic Bids used to have to apply, like shit like that, like Reverb, Reverb Nation. Oh, Reverb there Nation. There you go. Yeah. I'm still checking on that shit because that shit got me some money. But um, <laughs> but Reverb Nation, like shit like that, like I think that's how we got on their radar and um, I was offered a show. So obviously like, no, they're not paying for shit. They're just like, you can come, you can come do this performance. But- so that was my first investment in myself, like real investment. Cause at that point I didn't have to, if I didn't have no studio time, I wasn't paying nothing. Like, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't, so like I wasn't spending flight. money. Yeah. Right. Hotel, car, mm-hmm. the whole shit. It's like a G. Um, the eight hours before I'm supposed to get on a plane, I get an email, the show's canceled. Eight hours before I'm supposed to get there. So we're like, great. I done promoted to fucking people. I'm about to be in Texas at this festival. People don't even know about it like that. Like, And it's canceled. So I was like, all right, shit. We're going because I can't not go. <laughs> My flight's in like five hours. Like, you know what I'm saying? We went down there and we just mobbed and hustled. I actually ended up leaving with three shows. I actually performed like three different times down there. Just on some like, well, we ain't got shit to do. We're here for the weekend. We got not like there's nothing we have nothing to do now. So we was we was just getting like I met that's how I met Static Selector. I met Static Selector sitting in the back of a bar with a pitcher. A fucking we got fucked up that day. That shit was crazy. Um, but yeah, like that's how I met these people. But South by was literally just a hey, it was something that looked like you should go. It's a hustle. So we said let's try it, and I met a lot of great people in that first trip. That's how, and then the South by led to A3C. They were like, there's another one like this, but it's smaller. What's the real difference, like right now, branding wise, between South by and A3C? A3C is more specifically mu- music and mm-hmm. South by Southwest culture, kind of. Well, <laughs> right now it's completely different than what it was when I was there, when I like when I was first starting. Um, but A3C is all three coasts, and A3C is a hip hop festival. Uh, yeah, that's just music. It's, it's yeah, hip hop. Hip hop festival. Okay. It's a hip hop, not just South by yeah. Southwest is music, film, tech. It's multiple things. That's a like a conference. Mm-hmm. Music is a sector of it. 
So um, similar a- effect where A3C like shuts down the whole city like South by Southwest does. Um, yes and no, because like I said, back then A3C was in one place. Like it was yeah, in one spot. It was at the masquerade. It was one building. So that's why it was so sick because the, the flip side is South by Southwest. Yeah, Nas and Kanye West can be there, but you ain't gonna motherfucking see them. They could have been there the whole week you were there and you never saw them once because it's all over Austin mm-hmm. as opposed to masquerade. Like, it's like, excuse me, excuse me, Kanye. I'm trying to get to the bathroom. Like everyone's in that same exact room. Now, um, it's completely the opposite. A3C has now adopted all of the South by Southwest shit. So now it's spread it's out. It's in different places. So it's not as efficient for an up and coming artist. Same thing with South by. Like they're both cool. If you've never been, you should go. You absolutely should go. And I definitely think you should go at least more than once. But if you don't got that bag, you'll just go and have fun and do your best because you have to understand it. You're, you're competing with. Like one concert is Meg the Stallion, Ty Dolla Sign, two chain, one concert. Like, who the fuck is going to the independent artist show? Like, yeah. no, especially if you gotta walk or take a pedicab because yeah. you're not, you can't like drive through. Especially if you gotta walk thirty fucking minutes to get to the venue and then you gotta get back to your spot. You might meet like, a bunch of people though. I'm it sure. wasn't like that before. You do, though. but understand, it's. Have you ever been? You no. haven't been. South by Southwest is like trying to do business at Disneyland. Just too much shit going on. No, no, no. Think about what it looks like, phys- like pedestrian-wise. I mean, that's what it is. It's hundreds and thousands of people literally just walking up and down 6th Street all day. That's it. It's like Copley or, or Comav or all the long streets that we have. Imagine if every single store is a venue and each one of them is doing club. So I mean, a show all day. And people live in Texas. Like, there's people there that are just there because they live yeah. there. They're there for the fucking food. They're there for the sh- whatever. Like, they're just there to experience. Film are, um, as well as huge. Tech is huge They as have well. edu- an education sector now, too. Yeah. All, no, they always have. Yeah. The music way that- is just a couple. If the whole thing is two weeks or a week and a half, the music portion is maybe three to five days. Yeah. The last, like, You, guys, you had fun, days. though, right? It's fucking amazing. Yeah. But I that's mean, why I say, like, you got to know why you're going. Like, the first couple years that I went, it was still really based on the independent artist, so you could really get your shit off. That's like exactly really what I was like, about to say. I was about to say the someone. difference between independent artists and, and the industry and how much the, the, the conferences have changed through time as the industries have moved in. Because when she first went, it was more ind- independent-based. Our independent artists, you get a lot easy access, stuff like that. Then you start having things like the, the fader for it and this and that. And yeah. at, mm-hmm. once that started happening, it, Like it, I could it actually it, sit and maybe talk with someone and be like, hi, nice to meet you. Here's my card. I hope you check me out. Now it's like yeah. all of these people are rushing to get to the show. But like, just like anything though, With right? Khalifa show. Like, you know, it's it's completely different now. So it's it's good to go. But again, it's about how you're making an impact. You have to have a budget to be able to actually make an impact. If you're walking, again, it's like Six Flags, Disneyland. If there's thousands of people walking down the street, every single person is handing off a card to someone. So every day you're going back to your hotel with a bag of shit. How do you stand out? When you have someone like maybe little Uzi will come and maybe he has this campaign and it's fucking hundreds and thousands of dollars walking down the street. You see people with Uzi signs and shirts and shit like that. Like how do you, you know, it's not it's not bad. It's it's a it's a test. It's a challenge. You should go to see the difference. If you want to learn yourself, yeah, you want to learn where where you're really at. You go to South by. Are there uh, are there any festivals now or sort of networking events like that that are not as mature as South by Southwest that you've tried to access? That I've tried to access. Um, there's a 
No. I haven't tried to access them, though there are some on my radar. Some of these DJ conferences, I haven't ever been to like a DJ conference. Um, I would like to do that. And um, It would be fire. Sorry to interrupt no, you. No, no. But what if Boston got the, got the Olympics? Oh, shit uh, would be sick. Yeah, I think it would be horrible. But it would fuck what? It would expedite the gentrification going on in Dorchester. Yeah, people don't realize what happens after the Olympics leave. It fucks up whatever city they were in. Yeah. I'm just trying to be an optimist, guys. I'm yeah. sorry. No, I, I mean, don't be, be realistic. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, don't yeah. be an optimist. I like, I, you can be I, optimistic, but be realist, too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I'm it also, might be fire for the music. Nah. It wouldn't be fi- I don't think that the Olympics... Uh, what, what, out. what does the Olympics do with music? Yeah. What if they reach out like, hey, Dutch, we want you to do like the, the Oh, Olympic yeah, that would be song. fucking... Yeah, that's, that's... Okay, so put it like this. Olympics is does not say... Mass- that doesn't click with Massachusetts to me. Olympics means the world. That's what I'm saying. So I don't give a... You know what I mean? Like, Olympics, I don't give a fuck what y'all need me to do. If y'all need me to do some shit, I'm gonna do it. Y'all need me yeah, to carry yeah, some water yeah. on the fucking screen yeah. for three seconds? I got you. Like, Bet. not a problem. Like, I'll bring my Let's own... do it. Don't worry about it. Like, Where's the Olympics at? Let's go the there. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's that's a huge different ballgame. Because put it like this, I mean, it's a Boston Calling's supposed to be doing shit like that. So, you know, yeah, how do you think that's going? Yeah, because they, they that's there's that that's a big ass festival that city you know they put money behind to do and it's not necess- it's it's south by it seems like it's not for the actual artists here it seems it's like the lineup by. was a little more tapped in this year like they had a bunch of comedians i've had up on the show that mm-hmm. were opening yeah. it seems it seems like they're trying they're their best i mean it's it's time you know what i'm saying yeah. give them the chance to do their due diligence well, they got to make money so that's why they're trying to get the big commercial artists off yeah they got to make money but they charge a 400 500 dollar tickets for like I mean, I fuck with Red Hot Chili Peppers, so I ain't gonna say them, but like other people, like <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, no, it's, it's probably it's, a bag of those skylights that you can see like from miles away. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you yeah. know when Boston Calling's in Boston. Yeah, yeah. There's another festival that happens. Is there out another here. calling somewhere? <laughs> you say you know when Boston Calling's in Boston. Where else is it at? Yeah, that's. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I mean, anyway, there's another festival that happens, but I don't know how music. It's like up in the North Shore, like way further north. There's always a billboard for it, and it looks like oh, that hippie and Woodstocky. Off, but it's off like a whole festival. right? Yeah, it's always like right at the same yeah, spot. Yeah, like, yeah. but like I've right across never from been the globe, right? From the freaking water thing. Yeah, from yeah. The, yes, yes. I forget what that. What is that called? It's Base? always a damn festival, and I don't know. It's in Marshfield, is where it is. Yeah, it's. I was, you know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. You gotta get booked for that. That's yeah, fire. yeah. See, now I'm trying to infiltrate all the like genre-based venues that I'd have nothing that I've never had any sittings in like that's kind of how I get down like as far as like any place out here like I've been blessed to do a lot of dope venues so obviously unless I'm throwing the show myself like I'm not even it's not even worth me charging you what I want for it I just gotta respectfully decline you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. like but if it's a venue I've never been to never heard of in a city I've never been to never heard of that's usually how I'm like oh I got work to do over there what are you gonna rush from now because you've like pretty much done like as much as you Mm -hmm. can do in Boston I mean there's always more shit to do but like what gives you a high now like oh shit I'm pumped that just happened in Boston yeah for Boston's sake to be honest any it never gets old to be on the cover of a paper like I'm on the cover of the dig right now let's go squad like you know what I mean like shouts out to you yeah like February 11th we're doing hella black at um, the BCA so it's me and a bunch of other brown skinned girls on the cover of the dig which is fucking crazy Oompa Red Shades Brandy Blaze Malia the Model um, Fire Oh my God! Cake swag. Cake swag. Yeah, um, I'm like thinking of the picture, <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I think it's like five or six of us exactly. Um, you know, all popping ass chicks from Boston. Actually, it's it's amazing. Good company. Um, but 
that never gets old. It's not the first time I've ever been on a cover or anything like that. I've been on a cover in proper Bostonian. That, that's fucking nuts. Like, you know what I mean? Um, Metro. Like, it doesn't get old because you, you always remember when you were young and you, like, open a paper. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it has nothing to do with music when but someone is opening a paper and you're in the fucking historical books you know what i'm saying like so that's always dope because that's a win for everybody that's not a win that's 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 outside of me that's like my job right i'm supposed to get press or whatever the case may be but when other like i have younger girls that come up to me like oh my fucking god you were in this that never ever ever gets old as far as this city because i'm from here so that doesn't get old and the old people the older people i should say um when like someone says like 60 and they know who you are. That's fire. <laughs> That's dope. I've met a lot of people that are like, my granddaughter. Or like, oh, I saw you at, like, because I do speaking events sometimes too. Like, you know, shit that's not always just like straight hip hop, like rah-rah shit. Like, I've done unplugged things, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So like, I do get to meet a lot of different, like, crazy, like, weird situations are what still gives me a buzz. I did a show in East Boston once that was like outside and the whole crowd was like kids. They were like under 10 and they flooded the, sh- the stage. They flooded the stage. It was like 10, 10 to 12 of them. And they were up there just like the whole performance. It was a 45 minute set. And, and they gra- were up there that the Grammy time. article was fire too. Yeah, see? That exactly. Was sweet. See? Like something. Just right. Just like new shit. Like- yeah. Being, being, it's, it's, a, it's a unique way of being um, appreciated for the work. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like we don't, we don't necessarily do it for rewards or anything. If you're an entrepreneur, you, you know you're just fucking crazy and you do the shit for your sanity, right? Yeah. But that's um, why we're getting along right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Like when we it's all cold and shit, yeah, we chill. Like, but it's worth it because then someone else goes and says like, oh, I like a small part of this is gonna inspire someone no matter what. We don't know what part, but a small part of it is gonna inspire somebody. So that's how I. I mean, that's how I'm here. That's why I'm here. I don't do it for this big goal in the end i could die tomorrow god forbid whatever but i know that everything i did today i was good with you know what i'm saying and that's kind of how i try to like move so things like that that kind of just freeze time for a second you know like when you're running you be working so much you don't you know it's like oh shit i'm in a paper oh i do things right that's right i'm i might be cool that's yeah. what's up like i hear what it. you mean though like it's like the random little wins that are like totally yeah. different than what you expect in yeah the fire exactly because you don't ex- you never expect because even the article, for example, like, it's cool that I'm in it. It would have been just as cool if that shit was, like, on page, like, 35. It's on the cover. I didn't know it was going to be on the fucking cover. Sick. sick. You were pumped, though. That was... <laughs> pictures dope. <laughs> shit sick. Like, and I got to do it with people that I fuck with. And on top of it, the photographer is someone that I've had a relationship with for a long time also. Um, so, again, it's it's just... It's just a, a small form of validation, if that makes sense. Right? Yeah, I get it. Like, it's like, keep going. This shit's dope. Look at people think that you should be up there. Like, I haven't put a project out in, like, two years. The fuck? Like, I'm still getting booked. I'm booked. I'm I booked. I'm busy. Like, I'm here with you. <laughs> Let's go. You know? Big Fresh. Any questions, dog? Uh, yeah. So, being um, from an immigrant family as well as being an immigrant yourself, how did your family take it when you kind of first told them that you wanted to pursue music and arts and you know, I, I think it might have helped that you had your degree already and then you said that maybe yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah. They knew Yeah, I think they really knew I, I did finish I was finished already. I told when I told them I was changing my major and like going into my senior year, they were like, What the fuck is wrong with you? Um, but that was kind of the undertone of why, because I was like, mm-hmm. I got other shit that I'm focused on. So they kinda got wind, but whatever. Once I finished school, I'm like, yeah, I, now I'm back home and I'm going to these, like, I'm like, hey, guys, I'm going to Dublin House. 
and Dorchester, and I'll be back at like two in the morning. My parents are like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, are you crazy? Like, you going where? Like, by yourself? Like, they didn't, they weren't happy with it at all. Um, but the flip side is that my parents are very musically inclined. They like music a lot. My mom used to sing and shit. Nothing serious, but like, and my dad is like one of those guys that had like the books and books of CDs that you're mm-hmm. just like flipping through. You know what I mean? So I think that for them, it just was like, whatever. They would. They literally were just like, whatever. It's a phase. Whatever you could do it. My father was always very much like, "That's your bed. You lie in it. I don't give a fuck. Like, do what you want because don't come asking nobody for shit if it mm-hmm. doesn't go the way you want." You know what I mean? They were very much like that. So at first, it was kind of like, "It's a phase. You want to be like a hip hop girl. Like, what you want to rap?" My father, my uncles, and like aunts and shit. They were like, "You're fucking nuts. Like, you went to school to rap. The fuck? Like, you have a degree. Like, that's what you want to do. They didn't like it." That but, probably alleviated some pressure, though, right? Because it's like, yeah, okay, they think I'm gonna fuck up anyway. Um, no, because immigrant <laughs> pressure is real, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? I know what My you mean. Like, I know what you mean. But um, immig- there's immigrant pressure, and then I think that like all immigrants have like certain tiers of strictness, and I think it's understood that haitians are up there you know what i'm saying so i like, wouldn't know man haitians are up there like haitians are up there like haitians africans certain asians like it's very much like they don't give a fuck the parents said and that's it do it because anything else is just the utmost sign of disrespect and you shamed your family you know what i mean it's deep mm-hmm. like that so in the beginning it was just it wasn't it wasn't easy it wasn't like easier it was just like fuck well i better do this shit because they're not helping me at all but they were always like that. Like, it wasn't a surprise. Like, but what changed things for them, of course, is like, you know, it's kind of different when you're at work and like your coworkers are like, oh my God, this is your daughter? I saw her in the paper. And now it's like, oh, you rap. Like, you read yeah. my daughter raps. Like, so they started like coming to shows and shit. My parents are now they're actually very, very, very supportive. Like, my <sighs> mom's, you've seen Mama Rebella shows. She'd be in there rapping and shit. She'd be like spitting my words. She'd be correcting me, actually. She'd be checking my lyrics a lot. It's kind of weird. She knows every every parent me. wants a kid to be famous. And they yeah. just don't say they do. Yeah. And my dad is super, like, he's mad, like, he's like mafioso, kind of laid back quiet. He don't really say too, too much when it comes to that. But from time to time he'll like put two cents in that I'm like oh you're like paying attention mm-hmm. yeah he'd be like that that video you did you know maybe next time you could do one with like a lot of sky like a lot of big you know like make it more like <laughs> and I'm like dad you mean like a drone he's like yeah something a like that I'm like oh you paying attention like you're like because but for him he's putting his two cents in from what like you know a lot of foreign videos that's all it is it's all the beach the water carnival style videos that's all it is so he's just like bringing his world into you know what i mean like that's how he helps that's how a father helps like he's like i noticed this thing you did and i'm like oh cool like so it's still a lot different now but nah bro it wasn't easy before so and i'm a girl they're like you're gonna go sit with a whole bunch of dudes and rap like <laughs> oh yeah I, I wish you would fly on the wall for some of those conversations whoa yeah um Real quick before we freeze like to death, I got a couple of questions. One, how did you organize a tour real quick? How did mm-hmm. and how does someone go about doing that? Um because you guys went to UK or Yeah. So the UK was, tour fortunately was organized ones, yeah. for me. So I didn't have to really do anything in that capacity. Um Platforms Music is someone that I work with or that works with with this part of my team, I should say. Um, he organized that whole thing. So it was literally like here are the dates. 
This is how much you're getting paid. This is what you're doing. Like, wasn't getting paid, bro. First time in the UK. Not really going down like that. <laughs> um, I, I nah. Um, totally worth it though. Absolutely, that was definitely an investment. But um, and I did a lot out there. Like I had a show almost every single night. Like and um, if the <laughs> night that I didn't have a show is radio. He got fired. Like yeah, we got to do fired. Um, he got himself Who fired. Who got fired? The promoter? The, the radio nah, guy. The, ra- got the drunk. first night we got there, the first day was like a radio interview. And the dude. He put him with a bottle of Henny. He, you know, he came out with the bottle <laughs> of Henny, like, here y'all go. Yeah. And then but at first it he was, was like. It was like. Now, I don't want to say normal drunk. I don't know how that sounds. But like at first it was like expected. No, nah, it was nice. Drunk. It was, it was nice. cool. It was like, it was yo, cool. he's like, yeah. I'm fucking excited. Like, you guys are here. Like, American. Like, you're here. And. You're here for the tour and you're in, I'm in fucking Wolverhampton. Like, yeah. it's not like I'm in London. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, they're like, this is awesome. So at first we're like, yeah, it's lit. Like, let's do it. <laughs> and then like, as the night progresses, I'm like, I'm about to punch this nigga in this motherfucker. As the night oh, progresses, I'm looking at the Henny bottle. He's, he's, oh, he's getting mad man. annoying. He was getting, um, flirty's not the word, um, inappropriate. Oh yeah. Like. Was he like grabbing you? What? <laughs> Bro. <laughs> Fam, I'm here. That would never you? happen. Now, nah, do I take? Do I look like someone? I wouldn't have fucked. I would have been in jail, baby. Like, so is he just saying like oh, perverted shit. shit? It's like, I. Right, it's like big fresh right here. Like it's like or or you whoever. But the person that's interviewing me is right there, literally right here. And he's just randomly like we're talking. He's not even talking to me. Like let's say he's talking to you. There's two of the artists on the side of me, and like he'd be like, "Yeah, man." So you know, did it all, and da da da. And then it, like he'll like lock eyes with me. He's just like, "Oh, just so beautiful." Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. That was like the first time. I'm like, oh, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, but then after a while, it was just like, "Oh my God, you're just you're so beautiful." Like it's like my, he was talking, bro. Like, how did you react? I, I mean, in the very beginning, like the first. I mean, I'm, it's not like. This things don't these things don't happen. You know what I'm saying? So the first time I was just like, right, cool. You you get you get one or two. You know what I'm saying? Like you get one or two. You just think I'm pretty fine. That's thank you. But then after a while, it's like dog. Like understand. Like I I understand in the context that I am a female, but I'm a fucking artist in the room. I just came from the states. I'm here for an interview. Don't nobody want to fucking sit here and talk about your hormones and what you think about me. Like the fuck. Like and on top of it, like. That's disrespectful to the other two dudes. And you're not talking to me. Like, he wasn't even... I wasn't introduced yet. How did you defuse you know the I mean? situation? Wasn't really a defuse. <laughs> I didn't defuse it at all. Fired, I escalated fam. it. He literally, he literally... <laughs> no, no, no. I escalated it. I remember. Oh, yeah. I was like, no, I technically didn't defuse it at all, actually. Um, what happened was... So, at first... So, the one thing is, like, he was... Um, I don't I don't really like to freestyle anymore on the radio. Nah, I'm not going to say... I, I, that's a strong statement, but... The last time I did a sci-fi, I was, it was on MTV. Like, I was there physically and didn't cipher. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, and I, I don't really do, like, mixtapes and covers of other people's shit. So, like, when I'm rapping, like, I'm making records. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. I'm, not all, I'm not in freestyle mode. Like, you have to be in that grind. You know what I'm saying? To be doing that. So, um, I kind of already kind of said, like, I don't really want to do that. Like, and that was, like, the mm-hmm. whole 30 minutes of his interview. Like, he mm-hmm. came, like the interview started. He's like, we're going to do some questions. And then we're going to do freestyles later. Already, I was like, mm, but I'm like, whatever, fine, I'll, I'll figure it out by yeah, then. In the UK, yeah, then yeah, it so. started, and then he's like, let's start with freestyles. He has the dude on the left of me rap for, I swear to God, the dude rap for 15 minutes straight. Yeah. Like, straight. Understand, it's, like, there's no dialogue. And he wouldn't play music. 
Like he kept refusing. He's like, I'm not here to play music. That's where that's I what it was. No more. Yeah, he was he like, finally, I'm not here. The, I'm like, what a radio the flirty, bloody shit. He literally said to me, I don't give a fuck about your music. We're not gonna play music. I play your music all the time. We're not playing that shit. <laughs> I st- and and I was most, when I get upset I'm quiet <laughs> so watch that fun fact like I'm this is not upset if I'm yelling and shit I'm chilling but if I'm like you're ready to snap I'd be very careful you know what I'm saying like and that's he got me to there as soon as that shit left his mouth I was like yo bro bro because on, on top of it I'm the only girl in the whole room the dudes can t- tell that it's uncomfable because he keeps making these little weird comments like you know what I'm saying like and they're all like we're a fan of you Dutch like. <laughs> You know what? Like, how do you feel about Cardi B and yeah, that like, type of thing? Dumb, dumb, dumb. Like l- l- the least here. When you see these girls questions. out here shaking their ass, it's like, yeah, yo, like, what? And I'm like, what the fuck? Like these dudes is in here, like, yo, she's a beast. Like you know what I'm saying? So, so then when he said the whole thing about I'm not playing y'all music, so you need to, I literally was like, I'm ready. I'm ready. He's <laughs> like, what? I'm like, I'm ready to rap right now. And I literally freestyled off Killed the top it. of my head everything, and I said, and it, was it was literally sub, it was everything I was saying. It was like the disc. Yes, I like freestyled. I wish we recorded it. I, I wish we recorded it because the motherfucker it was messed like up the tape. It was like, but no, I went on, on spot, like, like on straight up, like I was talking to him. She like, was like, and you don't know this and da 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 da, and it was all bars, and it was all, and I was going, and I was literally like, yo, you over here, like thirsty, and I said exactly how I felt in the moment, like off the top. The freestyle was fire. It was fucking lit. It, it was because I was. That's, knocked, that's, it was and that's what I mean. Like that's freestyle. But fun <laughs> jokes aside, like when I was freestyling, I was not that I was I was hungrier. I'm, you still got to be hungry, but like it was a different me then. I was I was absolutely like, what the fuck is good? Like what? I'm not holding my tongue. I'm not thinking about what I have to say. So freestyling was a, is a comes from like an angrier place. You know what I'm saying? Like if I'm going off, I'm talking. Like right now, if I was to freestyle, it wouldn't necessarily be like happy go lucky. I told you I went to a funeral today. It's gonna be some painful shit, probably. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if I'm mad or if I'm charged up, oh, I'm gonna go. And literally, I swear, I was quiet for like the whole first ten minutes, and then as soon as he said, I was like, "Yo, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready." Everybody's like, "Yo," like interrupted the whole shit. It's like I'm ready. Repulsive. I'm ready, and yo. I just went off, and then like he was just like, he was like, yo. He looked at me and was just like, uh, and I'm like, you gonna shake my hand now? Like, can Whoa. we start this over? There's literally like, a knock for... on the window right after that. Like, yeah. that's what that's what happened. Like, you flamed him. We all kind of looked at it, and we all kind of sat there and registered for a second. It was like yeah. she just flamed him, and then I there was fucking, like a knock oh, on the window, and then he came back in and was fired. He was fired. <laughs> wow. He had been on the show for like seven years. Seven years. Was like, fired on was the like, spot. Fired. He was like, this, he was like, he was so like, we I'm never done. got the recording of the, we didn't even get the recording of the interview. And I, and I wish we did because I have I, a video of it. I don't tell the story because I wouldn't have the audio to back it up. But if I did, oh my God, because I'm telling, I, I can't tell you what I said. I was in a moment, but I was so fired up because I was just like, dog, this is, it's almost like I'm disgusted for the dude. Like you have a, I went to school for journalism. Let me let me let me say it like that. I went to school for I communications. You're a business, business major. Mm-mm, communications journalism. That's okay. why I graduated in. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I, I'm not even looking as the artist. I'm I'm completely removed from the situation. You, as a freaking British platform, have the opportunity to interview an American artist, a female that has a buzz in your town, and you fuck it up by being drunk and horny, dog. Like I'm gonna smack you, dog. Like you're such a fucking waste of space. Like that's how I get down. You know what I mean? Like I don't I don't I'm not worried about me because we can fight or not. That's it. What are we? Nothing else matters, right? Like nothing else matters at all. There's no great life is very simple if you want it to be. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm gonna be offended and let you know, or I'm gonna say nothing. What are we gonna do? Like so for me, I'm just looking at the dude. Like 
I want to like grade your paper right now. Like, just give you an F in all ethics and like everything. You like, you're so fucking up. <laughs> it was disgusting. You're getting pissed thinking about it. It was disgusting. I'm actually, it's funny because I forgot. Because you were like, well, how did you defuse it? And I was like, oh, yeah, we didn't. We didn't at all. I got more mad. That's right. But, um, but no, nah, but he it wasn't that bad because I was rapping. I, I had to walk out thing, the room. I would have shook some shit up. Like, did you like Europe though? It was amazing. I ate uh, 18 pounds of chicken kebabs out there Whoa. every fucking day chicken kebab i would not think that's dog a, uh, a, i think there was this spot understand that everything out there is like three dollars everything so, out there to eat is two dollars twenty dollars like twenty twenty you guys just keep finding that global finesse yeah. it's like <laughs> Africa, steak, Europe. steak dinners for like 10 american dollars yeah. with beer included yeah. all right can i tell you guys included. a secret real quick let me tell you a quick secret yeah. listen if you want to get smack and food and this is a free plug yo go up the street to pita p-i-t-a mm-hmm. are you guys hungry after this go to pita get it's a ten dollar plate sh- smacking i love the hold on that uh, s that shit made me hungry have you had it yet big fresh um oh yeah yeah I we've only went yeah no this i was to say big fresh is yeah, slacking if he has it fam this is crazy i'm telling you <laughs> get it's mediterranean pita. Food, right pita Oh, I, I, I was about to say. I hope so. Like, yeah, yeah it really is really strong with the pita. What's up with that new new kitchen place? Oh, that was looking good too. I haven't been over there yet. The stu- there's a studio that's like right next to Empire Tattoo. So I was just over here like a day or two ago. You got a tattoo? Nah, I don't have any tattoos. Actually, fun fact. Do you want to get one? At this point, I feel like I I wanted to get some, but the fact that I haven't done it yet, I don't really know if it's realistic. Because I feel is like a- if you you have to really wanted to get it, like. And I've made it this far without getting it. One of my car accidents was the, oh, that, that the first car, car accident. Again. That first car accident I was telling you about, the very first one that set off everything. Um, we were on our way to get our tattoos. Wow. So I, I, I kind of was like, maybe I should chill on the tattoo thing. But that's actually what we were doing. We were going to the next town over to get my tattoo. I never get, knew get that. Get our tattoos and never made it. Yeah. Real quick, just so we can provide a little value for hashtag younger Boston artists. Yes, sir. So one... How, what what advice would you give them on like sustaining a brand in Boston? Um, my first piece to not of just advice. come and go and be yep. able to build actually build something of longevity for um, yourself. The most important thing is to know what the fuck a brand is. I would definitely start with that because a lot of people don't really know what that means. You know what I mean? Um, so it's very hard to build something if you don't really understand the ins and out of it. I mean, a brand like by definition, you know, what I'm saying I don't have the, off the top of my head, but it's like logos the word logo colors like the those things are in there like what is your brand what do they know you as what do they represent all these things like when you research real business communication psychology like media that's they're all in there so to not to not even think about who you want to be separate from other people what you want to represent visually what are things that you feel work with you like if you're not even thinking about those things, we're not even ready. I'm not even ready to give you advice. You know what I'm saying? Because you're not even doing business yet. Um, so, so you constantly assess your career from an outsider's perspective? Always. I assess everything from an outside perspective, to be honest with you, because I really do feel like an inside perspective is nothing but feelings. People just be feeling shit. Because we're human. Like, you just feel shit. Like, everything is feelings. Like, but how you, but thinking, on the outside is how you can navigate. You know what I'm saying? Because feelings are important. They tell you how you're doing. It's a temperature thing. You know what I'm saying? Somebody's upset. It's like something's bothering you, right? So business, brand, all those things. I constantly think if I was the person that I'm asking to support me, support what? 
So I do always think that way. Like if I want to tell you buy my CD, how am I how am I asking you? That's a brand. You know what I'm saying? Am I someone that's like buy my shit as opposed to like, yo, hold me down, y'all know what to do? Like that's a different mm-hmm. just the lang- the language. That's but but people do journalism. People go to school to learn how to how to do it. Like I always give the example of um newspaper ju- journalism died because the internet because the internet made two sentence captions for things They're not even captions captions just goes to a picture to, to give it more detail right but like online me- magazines now it's like a picture and then like four sentences and then like a picture and then like six sentences so you had to learn how to write shorthand and make adjectives bigger just just me explaining that shit that's 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 the type of approach you have to have with your own business mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying look outside and what is it don't just get caught up in i've been doing this for years and i've been trying to do this and i've been it doesn't fucking matter like people who make staplers and shit they got to remodel that bitch every fucking five years like and, mm-hmm. and make sure it works and just simply test it and tell kids like do you like it like that's that's a brand mm-hmm. a brand has to be worked on you have to research what you're doing what around you can you get resources like do, what are the resources for you as opposed to what's a resource maybe for someone else you know what i mean like club dj's I'm not going to stock club DJs right now unless I'm about to make a whole bunch of fucking club records. Like that's branding, marketing, um, learning the difference between marketing and promotion. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like promotion, anybody can promote something. If that flyer right there is promoting your Wi-Fi, you know what I'm saying? But the choice of the color, the choice of the text, the choice of where you put it, that's marketing. So I, my advice to young artists is let's step out of making it a hobby and make it a business because that's, What's gonna work? It, now, how big your business is? That's 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 a different part of the conversation. Well, I think it. Takes, but your best foot, you know what I mean, is to do the work. You know. Well, I think it, it also takes a little bit of ego assessment when you're when you have to see things from an outsider's perspective yeah. because you probably like work insanely hard on your music, but like doesn't really ultimately matter what you think if you're trying to sell it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it, and it, it amen. That's I think that yeah. that sentence needs to be said quite often. Um I I be I wanted to just throw in the word oversaturate mm-hmm. because I feel like if we're talking about Boston and we're talking about like specifically here, it's a very small market. You know what I'm saying? You can fit four Bostons in Brooklyn alone. So don't oversaturate the market here. You know, timing, time, yeah, find your mix. Mm-hmm. Timing matters. Your you know what I'm saying? Like, develop your brain and all that mm-hmm. stuff, but don't oversaturate the market. Don't think you have to be on every show. You have to hit up every podcast right now. You know, mm-hmm. pace yourself. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Understand the actual market. Understand how many, you know, every four years is a turnaround here. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, just really, that's not the case in New York. You know what I'm saying? It may not be mm-hmm. the case in California. Understand your market and then work it. Yeah. Also, I think we all know, which I think a lot of younger Boston artists don't know, is that it is a small city. Yeah, yeah. it's word to mouth here is wildly yeah. important, man. Oh, yeah. And people That's what I mean. don't oversaturate it, man. The um, surrounding cities, like people, like what do I look like thinking that I've done every? I haven't done everything in Mass. There's towns I've never fucking been in or heard of. You want to go to Lincoln and throw you know a show? Saying? We could throw like, it on a farm. I think I've been there before. But <laughs> You've not been out in the Lincoln. Yeah. Nah, I, I know some dudes that used to trap out of Lincoln before. But, um, <laughs> but um but um nah, I like drove through there once to like meet him. But um but nah, I never did anything out there. But like exactly like the la- Salem, like I've been I've done Salem a couple of times and I always thought that was fucking cool Haunted as hell. The fu- right. Like what the fuck do I know about Salem? I was like, we're going to Salem? Let's do it. I'll go fuck what they probably paying. Let's do it. We're going, because I've never been. Um but, and Providence has a good little market for shows. Yeah, Providence has a great yeah. market because the clubs. Yeah, Providence. yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I think they're they have cultured a great market there. for <laughs> getting 
um, up there. And ex- and they have, uh, I think that um, because there's more, what is it? I think they have under 21 clubs out there too. And yep. they got more strip clubs. Mm-hmm. They got strip. They got strip. Clubs. They have the strip. Where clubs. there's strip clubs, yeah, there's do. people ha- being happy and having a good time and not judging the music so much. And, and then falling you need in love. That. Yeah, <laughs> where they love should makes it. it. Yeah, <laughs> dead, dead ass. Like yeah, because it's like if everybody's drunk and having a good time, then people aren't as defensive. Like oh, what's that song? I don't know it. Like you know, people. Yeah, we're it. judgmental like that. It's like I don't know that artist, so turn it off. It's like you didn't know any of the artists they put on TV until someone put them there like but in places where they're not as caught up in hype you know what I mean you can you can kind of get your shit off so like yeah back to your original question like any young artist it's just like really know the tools that you need to know what tools you need you know what I'm saying you gotta do a little research yo. you gotta trial and error you gotta actually you have to do it cause exactly if you oversaturate you're gonna kill your brand that's just one example of how that could not work you know what I'm saying are you someone who's gonna put like there's an artist named Money Man that motherfucker he's not from out here but like he puts out a new project damn near every month for him it's not oversaturating uh, oversaturating because the, that has become his brand they know that he be in the crib trapping he be in the hotel rooms he says this in his music so he just be there making music it makes sense someone like a high key random he's making a fucking project every week he can it makes sense but then there's certain people please who, don't leave me exactly I just wanna be alone shout out to high key I love like, that song you know, so yeah learn what works for you never compare your brand to someone else's never to, get caught up in the that, race like the of goals that's basically what he's saying like just checks and balances for your brand. You know what I'm saying? Do your own like, thing. Yeah, you don't ha- compare you yourself to because to it's your brand. Else. You see what I mean? Like that's. I know it sounds like we're saying the, the word simple, but that's kind of what I tell the younger kids. Like, Dutch no, your is build your brand. Build your brand because it's Rucker or NBA. What do you want to do? Do you want to play basketball after school or do you want to go to the league? You know what I mean? Like you can do whatever you want, but understand you can't be doing after school basketball shit with people that are doing NBA shit and expecting the same results. If you're not someone who went to a couple of venues and shook some hands and tried to get your music heard, you can't say, oh, I've done everything out here and I put mad music out and nobody's listening. You've been at the house recording all the songs, putting them out. Nobody knows who the fuck you are. Mm -hmm. So how would they know where to find them? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a simple thing and a lot of people miss that just because it's like you got caught up in one part, you know? I mean, some people also, and we got to wrap up Mm -hmm. because I actually... Well, no, I think I can't feel my toes, but that's cool. I think just some people want it more than others, though. That's just inevitable, and you know that. You want to make sure you have a destination. You want to have goals. Yeah. Everything's subjective. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're talking about artists in Boston. Some artists want to make it big in Boston. Some artists want to make it big outside of Boston. Mm-hmm. Some artists, you know, everybody's goals are different. So know what your goals are. Understand what success means to you because success is subjective. Yeah. Everybody's definition of success. Some people think having a lot of money is successful. Some people think having a lot of money is stupid. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like everything's subjective. Figure out what is important to you and what you're trying to accomplish. And if you're trying to make it out of Boston, like she said, we're focused on your brand and yeah. don't oversaturate the and market. work ethic is important too because even though we're saying goals and you know wanting it more, the reality is because he said success is subjective. Like it can we don't know what it is like you don't you can have any goal you want but even to set a goal kind of can limit you right like i want to be just as big as snoop well you could be bigger than snoop right so like it's 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 work ethic you know what i mean how bad you want it i don't i don't want to focus on the it do you deserve it mm-hmm. are you know what i'm saying are you do you deserve it like does it make sense for you to have it because there's always going to be someone that's going to pop up and show you that they deserve it Cause they busting their ass, like you know. So yeah, it's a lot of whole. It's it's a whole lot of bust your ass. And when usually when you're doing that, you're too busy to see what's not working. 
because you're so because you're focused like you know whatever it is and whatever the goal is so well one i had a great time thank you yes. very much Likewise. you have fun I did. You, you guys have I fun did. keisha you have fun yeah, I think it's, I mean, I knew it was going to be fun. Or you know It's a nice room, too. I do like the vibes. Yeah, we got to get some, get some space here. Can you, tell me about the, can you tell me about the deer before I go? Uh, we, we don't have time for that. I'll tell you right oh, after we Oh, cut. it's a crazy story. Cool. All right, Real quick, this is how we start and end the episode. Yeah. Listen to me very closely because everybody messes this up. High Key might have messed this up like 45 times. And I ran two interviews with him. Listen, you say, hi, your name, I'm blank, and this is my golden hour. Directly after, no break in between. Hi, your name, and that was my golden hour. So it's this is, that was. Hi, this is your name. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Can't feel my feet, man. <laughs> Hi, this is Dutch Rebel, and this is my golden hour. Bang. Hi, this is Dutch Rebel, and this was my golden hour. Blew it. Can we just Absolutely do that again and it. have you look into the camera? Because this I don't is and that to. was. That was. I said this was. The, it's all right. This is that I was. I fucked up. I didn't blow it. I was like halfway there, but all right. Okay. That, that, <laughs> that was. This is. No, this is and that. That was. That was. Where am I looking? Look, look into that camera. Hi, this is Dutch Rebel, and this is my golden hour. Hi. This is Dutch Rebel, and that was my golden hour. Bang. Well executed. Big Fresh, let me know when you're ready. We're good. Word.